Welcome to An Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy and healthy life. Not as disabled people, but as people with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day's The Fritter. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you feeling today, my friends? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. Hey, we have got a good one for you today. Hey, you know, one of the drawbacks of being home during the day is seeing these TV commercials for lawyers. Every lawyer is going to tell you you have a million dollar case and they're the ones that are going to take care of it for you. It's like a lottery. If not that, it's all these medical commercials. This pill is going to take care of this. This pill is going to take care of that. Talk to your doctor about this operation, that operation, miracle cures. We get bombarded with them. But one thing I want to talk about that stuck out in my mind, especially since the other day we spoke about pre-diabetes, I noticed this commercial a lot, is the one about insulin resistance. They tell you insulin resistance, but they don't tell you what it is. They tell you, talk to your doctor, and insulin resistance is blamed for this, for that, and the other thing. But what is insulin resistance? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today on this episode of An Apple a Day is the Fritter. We're going to talk about insulin resistance and what it is, what it means to you. So sit back, relax, and listen to what Dave has to tell us about insulin resistance resistance what is insulin resistance insulin resistance also known as impaired insulin sensitivity happens when cells in your muscles fat and liver don't respond as they should to insulin a hormone your pancreas makes that's essential for life and regulating blood glucose sugar levels Insulin resistance can be temporary or chronic and is treatable in some cases. Under normal circumstances, insulin functions in the following steps. Your body breaks down the food you eat into glucose, sugar, which is your body's main source of energy. Glucose enters your bloodstream, which signals your pancreas to release insulin. Insulin helps glucose in your blood enter your muscle, fat and liver cells so they can use it for energy or store it for later use. When glucose enters your cells and the levels in your bloodstream decrease, it signals your pancreas to stop producing insulin. For several reasons, your muscle, fat and liver cells can respond inappropriately to insulin, which means they can't efficiently take up glucose from your blood or store it. This is insulin resistance. As a result, your pancreas makes more insulin to try to overcome your increasing blood glucose levels. This is called hyperinsulinemia. As long as your pancreas can make enough insulin to overcome your cell's weak response to insulin, your blood sugar levels will stay in a healthy range. 
If your cells become too resistant to insulin, it leads to elevated blood glucose levels, hyperglycemia, which, over time, leads to prediabetes and type 2 diabetes. In addition to type 2 diabetes, insulin resistance is associated with several other conditions, including obesity, cardiovascular disease, non alcoholic fatty liver disease, metabolic syndrome, polycystic ovary syndrome, PCOS. Anyone can develop insulin resistance, temporarily or chronically. Over time, chronic insulin resistance can lead to prediabetes and then type 2 diabetes if it's not treated or able to be treated. Prediabetes happens when your blood glucose levels are higher than normal, but not high enough to be diagnosed as diabetes. It usually occurs in people who already have some insulin resistance. Prediabetes can lead to type 2 diabetes, T2D, the most common type of diabetes. T2D happens when your pancreas doesn't make enough insulin or your body doesn't use insulin well, insulin resistance, resulting in high blood glucose levels. Type 1 diabetes, T1D, happens when your body's immune system attacks and destroys the insulin producing cells in your pancreas for an unknown reason. T1D is an autoimmune and chronic disease, and people with T1D have to inject synthetic insulin to live and be healthy. While T1D is not caused by insulin resistance, people with T1D can experience levels of insulin resistance in which their cells don't respond well to the insulin they inject. Gestational diabetes is a temporary form of diabetes that can happen during pregnancy. It's caused by insulin resistance that's due to the hormones the placenta makes. Gestational diabetes goes away once you deliver your baby. Approximately 3% to 8% of all people who are pregnant people in the United States are diagnosed with gestational diabetes. Healthcare providers often use a blood test called glycated hemoglobin, A1C, to diagnose diabetes. It shows your average blood sugar level for the past three months. In general, an A1C level below 5.7% is considered normal. An A1C level between 5.7% and 6.4% is considered prediabetes. An A1C level of 6.5% or higher on two separate tests indicates type 2 diabetes. People with type 1 diabetes usually have a very high A1C and very high blood glucose levels upon diagnosis because their pancreas is producing very little or no insulin. Insulin resistance can affect anyone. You don't have to have diabetes, and it can be temporary. For example, using steroid medication for a brief period causes insulin resistance, or chronic. The two main factors that seem to contribute to insulin resistance are excess body fat. Especially around your belly, and a lack of physical activity. People who have prediabetes and type 2 diabetes usually have some level of insulin resistance. People with type 1 diabetes can also experience insulin resistance. Since there aren't any common tests to check for insulin resistance and there aren't any symptoms until it turns into prediabetes or type 2 diabetes, the best way to measure the prevalence of insulin resistance is through the number of prediabetes cases. More than 84 million adults in the United States have prediabetes. That's about one out of every three adults. The development of insulin resistance typically increases insulin production, hyperinsulinemia, so your body can maintain healthy blood sugar levels. Elevated levels of insulin can result in weight gain, 
which, in turn, makes insulin resistance worse. Hyperinsulinemia is also associated with the following conditions, higher triglyceride levels, hardening of the arteries, atherosclerosis, high blood pressure, hypertension. Insulin resistance is also the main feature of metabolic syndrome, which is a set of features that link excess fat around the waist and insulin resistance to increased risk of cardiovascular disease, stroke and type 2 diabetes. Features of metabolic syndrome include elevated blood glucose levels, an elevated triglyceride level, low levels of high-density lipoprotein, HDL, cholesterol, high blood pressure. You don't have to have all four of these features to have metabolic syndrome. If you have insulin resistance, but your pancreas can increase insulin production to keep your blood sugar levels in range, you won't have any symptoms. However, over time, insulin resistance can get worse and the cells in your pancreas that make insulin can wear out. Eventually, your pancreas is no longer able to produce enough insulin to overcome the resistance, leading to elevated blood sugar, hyperglycemia, which does cause symptoms. Symptoms of high blood sugar include increased thirst, frequent urination, peeing, increased hunger, blurred vision, headaches, vaginal and skin infections, slow healing cuts and sores. Many people have no symptoms of prediabetes, often for years. Prediabetes may be invisible until it develops into type 2 diabetes. Some people with prediabetes may experience the following symptoms. Darkened skin in your armpit or back and sides of your neck, called acanthosis nigricans. Skin tags, small skin growths. Eye changes that can lead to diabetes-related retinopathy. If you're experiencing any of these symptoms, it's important to see your healthcare provider. Scientists still have a lot to discover about how exactly insulin resistance develops. So far, they've identified several genes that make a person more or less likely to develop insulin resistance. In addition, older people are more prone to insulin resistance. Several factors and conditions can cause varying degrees of insulin resistance. Scientists believe that excess body fat, especially around your belly, and physical inactivity are the two main contributing factors to insulin resistance. Acquired causes, meaning you're not born with the cause, of insulin resistance include excess body fat. Scientists believe obesity, especially excess fat in your belly and around your organs. Visceral fat is a primary cause of insulin resistance. A waist measurement of 40 inches or more for men and people assigned male at birth and 35 inches or more for women and people assigned female at birth is linked to insulin resistance. Studies have shown that belly fat makes hormones and other substances that can contribute to long-term inflammation in your body. This inflammation may play a role in insulin resistance physical inactivity. Physical activity makes your body more sensitive to insulin and builds muscle that can absorb blood glucose. A lack of physical activity can have opposite effects and cause insulin resistance. In addition, a lack of physical activity and a sedentary lifestyle are associated with weight gain, which can also contribute to insulin resistance. Diet. A diet of highly processed, high-carbohydrate foods and saturated fats has been linked to insulin resistance. Your body digests highly processed, high-carbohydrate foods very quickly, which causes your blood sugar to spike. This puts extra stress on your pancreas to produce a lot of insulin, 
which, over time, can lead to insulin resistance. Certain medications. Certain medications can cause insulin resistance, including steroids, some blood pressure medications, certain HIV treatments and some psychiatric medications. Your body makes hundreds of hormones, which are chemicals that coordinate different functions in your body by carrying messages through your blood to your organs, muscles and other tissues. These signals tell your body what to do and when to do it. Issues with certain hormones can affect how well your body uses insulin. Certain inherited genetic conditions, conditions you're born with, can cause insulin resistance for various reasons. Insulin resistance is difficult to diagnose because there isn't routine testing for it, and as long as your pancreas is producing enough insulin to overcome the resistance, you won't have any symptoms. As there's no single test that can directly diagnose insulin resistance, your healthcare provider will consider several factors when assessing insulin resistance, including your medical history, family history, physical exam, signs and symptoms, test results. Your healthcare provider may order the following blood tests to diagnose insulin resistance and or prediabetes or diabetes. Glucose. A fasting plasma glucose, FPG, or a glucose tolerance test, GTT, may be used to screen for, diagnose and or monitor prediabetes, type 2 diabetes or gestational diabetes. Glycated hemoglobin A1c, A1c, this test reveals your average blood glucose levels over the past three months. Lipid panel. This is a group of tests that measure specific lipids in your blood, such as total cholesterol, LDL cholesterol, HDL cholesterol and triglycerides. Your healthcare provider may also order tests that can help diagnose other conditions that are associated with insulin resistance, such as metabolic syndrome, cardiovascular disease and polycystic ovary syndrome, PCOS. Since not all factors that contribute to insulin resistance can be treated, such as genetic factors and age, lifestyle modifications are the primary treatment for insulin resistance. Lifestyle modifications include eating a healthy diet. Your healthcare provider or nutritionist may recommend avoiding eating excessive amounts of carbohydrates, which stimulate excess insulin production, and eating less unhealthy fat, sugar, red meats and processed starches. Instead, they'll likely recommend eating a diet of whole foods that includes more vegetables, fruits, whole grains, fish and lean poultry. Physical activity. Getting regular amounts of moderate intensity physical activity helps increase glucose energy usage and improve muscle insulin sensitivity. A single session of moderate intensity exercise can increase glucose uptake by at least 40%. Losing excess weight. Your healthcare provider may recommend trying to lose excess weight to try treating insulin resistance. One study revealed that losing 7% of your excess weight can reduce the onset of type 2 diabetes by 58%. Over time, these lifestyle modifications can increase insulin sensitivity, reduce insulin resistance, lower your blood glucose levels, decrease blood pressure, decrease triglyceride and LDL, bad, cholesterol levels, raise HDL, good, cholesterol levels. You may work with other healthcare providers, such as a nutritionist and endocrinologist, in addition to your regular doctor to come up with an individualized treatment plan that works best for you. While there are currently no medications that treat insulin resistance specifically, 
Your healthcare provider may prescribe medications to treat coexisting conditions. Some examples include blood pressure medication, metformin for diabetes, satins to lower LDL cholesterol. Insulin resistance has several causes and contributing factors. While lifestyle changes, such as eating a healthy diet, exercising regularly, and losing excess weight, can increase insulin sensitivity and decrease insulin resistance. Not all causes are reversible. Talk to your healthcare provider about what you can do to best manage insulin resistance. The majority of the complications that can result from insulin resistance are related to the development of vascular, blood vessel, complications due to elevated blood sugar levels and elevated insulin levels, hyperinsulinemia. Not everyone who has insulin resistance will have complications. If you've been diagnosed with insulin resistance, Type 2 diabetes or metabolic syndrome. It's important to see your healthcare provider regularly and follow your treatment plan to try to prevent these complications. Just to recap everything insulin resistance is a complex condition that can affect your health in several ways. Since it doesn't have any symptoms until it turns into pre diabetes or type 2 diabetes, the best thing you can do is try to prevent and reverse insulin resistance by maintaining a healthy weight. Exercising regularly and eating a healthy diet. Unfortunately, though, not all causes of insulin resistance can be prevented or treated. If you have any questions about your risk of developing insulin resistance or conditions associated with it, talk to your healthcare provider. They're there to help you. I hope this answered some questions for you. I'm gonna pass this back over to Jimmy. I hope you have a wonderful day. Hey, thanks, Dave. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for being here today. I want to remind you, you have to stop by our group page, Living with a Disability, and stop by the chat page for this podcast, an Apple a Day chat. I'm going to leave the addresses for those pages in the show notes for this episode. And one more thing, my friends, I want to remind you, you may not have everything that you want, but you have to cherish the things that you have. No one ever went blind by looking at things from the bright side. So give it a shot, my friends. You've been listening to An Apple A Day's The Fritter. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. I'll talk to you again real soon. Have a great one today, my friends. Thanks for listening to An Apple A Day with Jimmy Apple. Your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.